Welcome back. That's insane. That's insane. Locker Room Ladies Season 3. Let's get after it. Let's get after it. We have big things coming in 2023. My name's Maddie. My name's Charlotte Payne. This is Locker Room Ladies. Go Canes. Welcome back to Locker Room Ladies. Thank you so much for joining us on this fabulous October 5th, 2023. I'm Charlotte Payne. I'm Maddie, and today is a very exciting episode because we have a very exciting guest, a fellow U Miami alum, just like me and Charlotte, and she's doing a really cool job. So she's going to be our locker room lady today as well. So we're going to talk all about it. Without further ado, let us introduce Miss Ellie Perigo. Hello. <laughs> How are you? Guys? How are you? Okay, Good. so Ellie. You are, since we graduated Miami, you graduated in 2022, so you're a couple years behind me and Maddie, uh, but since then, you have gone on to win the Super Bowl. That's the sentence, period. (laughs) Okay, Ellie, I just- She's a world champ. You're a world champion. Let's get into it. Tell, just, let's start by just telling everybody what you do and what your job is right now. Yeah, so- Right now, I'm the Norma Hunt Player Personnel Fellow for the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, it was supposed to be just a training camp internship, um, and then now I'm still here. So we're just sticking it out, um, seeing how long this goes. But They couldn't, they yes. couldn't get rid of you. They didn't no, want they to. Couldn't. They couldn't. My whole thing is, like, I'm here till you kick me out. So I'm still here. I love um, that. <laughs> but really what I do is I just kind of help wherever um, being the intern. So I'll help with player personnel, help with coaching, help with football video a bit, um, help with equipment here and there, just wherever they need hands, bodies, whatever. Um, so I just kind of mope around and I'm like, all right, what do you need help with? Like the more I can do, the better chance I have to stay. So I just literally do whatever. You're like the Swiss army knife, knife of the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> I have yes. so many questions. I have I always see your posts on Instagram and I'm just like this is so cool. I have so many follow-up questions to that. So, how did you end up there? So just a little bit of background for our listeners. Ellie was a freshman when I was a senior and Charlotte was a junior at that time. And so it's been a few years since I've seen her, but you studied broadcast with us at, at the comm school at UMiami. How did you end up from, I think Charlotte said you're from North Carolina, you went to UMiami, and now you're in Kansas City, Missouri. How did, how was that trajectory happen? Um, definitely was not on the uh, bingo card when I was going to <laughs> for hip purposes, um, but I really just kind of took advantage of any opportunity. Um, Amanda Fuentes, actually, another UM fellow UM grad is the really the like I credit her for the start of my career um which after my freshman year so my going into spring semester of my sophomore year she just texted me out of the blue and was like hey you you want to work the Super Bowl like my mentor's wife needs a runner and I was like uh okay yeah sign me up like I don't know what I'm doing I don't know what it is but Super Bowl sure I'll go um and at the time like I still wanted to do broadcast I still wanted to be sideline reporter um, and then I went there, I wrapped rocks with paper to make a paperweight because we couldn't find any at CVS, like got lunch, got dinner, like whatever they needed to. Ended up driving um, some of the analysts to the Super Bowl, which now 
I know I wasn't technically supposed to do that, but they had like a <laughs> malfunction and they were like, oh, uh, who will do it? And the other runner was too afraid to drive. So I ended up being the one to do it. And I was like, I'm sure. Okay. I drove a Suburban in high school. I got this. And <laughs> a police escort in Miami for the Super Bowl. Like I was so scared. I was like, oh my God, I don't want to crash. Like, I don't know how to drive in a police escort. Like what is a police escort? Okay, sure. Um, and so I kind of went on that trajectory. And once I got there, I was like, okay, like I definitely want to work in football. I know I want to be in the NFL. Um, but I want to be on the team side of things because I didn't necessarily like having to be neutral. Like I wanted to have the side and like be able to have the camaraderie and the team aspect and be able to root for one team and just have that like skin in the game. Um, so that really like sparked my interest. And from there, I just kind of went on Teamworks online, ended up applying for a bunch of jobs, got a training camp internship with the Chiefs going into my senior year. And I was like blowing up bouncy houses. So literally just ended up going there, networked my way, and then came back as a seasonal um, in events last year. So I was here the whole season and then just transitioned to the football side in July. Wow. Amazing. So you have now been to two Super Bowls, actually, and I'm pretty sure it was the Kansas City Chiefs back then too, right? Yeah. So I went to the Super Bowl in 2019 or 2020, like right before, right before COVID, and it was Chiefs 49ers. Um, I had I wanted the 49ers to win at the time. I had no affiliation <laughs> with either. Oh, and that's hilarious. Um, and then I went to the Super Bowl the following year for or two years after because the other year was COVID, so I couldn't. Um, but I went to the Bengals Rams Super Bowl in LA, and then last year, obviously, we were in the Super Bowl, so I went to that. Oh my I, goodness! That is, uh, I mean, that's so fun. Talk about really profiting off of a little opportunity that you got from Amanda, like you said. And what an exciting time to be a part of the Chiefs. What has this last year been like for you? I don't think I've even fully like processed all of it. And we're fully like week five into the next season. So um, I'm like, <laughs> oh, but last season was just kind of a whirlwind. Just I'd never really worked in the NFL for actually I'd never done it for a full season. So I had no idea what to expect. Um, and every game I'd just be like, eh, okay, yeah, we won. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like, you know, we won. And then we, I'm and it's like October and I asked my boss I was like hey like can I go work the Super Bowl with ESPN whatever and I think yeah it was like October November he's like yeah as long as you're back for the parade and I was like yeah okay whatever like and a couple months later there we were and I cried so much when Aww. we were standing on the field I was like oh my god like and I don't even think I'd processed it. It took me so long. I was like, oh, it was just, it was crazy. And then the parade and everything after that and just being in events, um, we kind of got to help plan all of that. So I got to see an entirely different side of it. Um, but it's just been a crazy experience. And I definitely didn't process it or like take it into consideration of like what was actually going on. I was just kind of going through the motions and then come off season, I moved to soccer for a little bit. I had like a three month stint in the NWSL. And I was like, wait, that was really cool. And I want to go back. So yeah, that it's been wild. And then this year has just been something that every day I just get excited to go to work. I'll wake up early. I'm like, okay, yeah, like I can't wait to get there. So like the whole year has just been a learning experience, but I wouldn't trade it for anything. Oh my gosh. That is so cool. And I can't even imagine just like, it's funny now because we all know obviously that the Chiefs won the Super Bowl but I can't imagine being in that position where it's like yeah okay we won and then getting there and actually winning it all 
Yeah, and I have a calendar, and I still have one because I did it last year and it worked, so I'm doing it again. But I had print out the schedule like before the season starts, and every game I cross it off and put like a W or an L, and I put the score. And I just like a loss is a blue, and then a win is a green. So I just use a sharpie, and I just like keep track of it that way, and like keep our record on the side too, just to like kind of have a visual of it. Because like I. I have the same thing on my fridge right now for the Steelers and there's more L's. There's more L's than I would like to see right now. But last year, my boyfriend and I did the same thing with, he's a Giants fan and we had a blue marker for the Giants and a yellow marker for the Steelers. And it was kind of weird. There was like so few weeks where the Giants and the Steelers both won. So it was like, there was always a time when one of us was kind of bummed. It was funny like seeing it play out that way that's I love that because that's relatable trying to keep tabs on your team and just taking it week by week it's like a superstition now too you have to yeah yeah. you have to you have yeah I can't I can't do anything different than I did last year (laughs) I'm like it has to be oh my god so what's your what's your day-to-day like in in your current role um so right now I kind of just like I go into the office um I do a little stuff for the pro side like pro scouting and then I do some stuff for college so I'll watch film um I just kind of help with whatever they really need me to I don't know how specific I can get into it necessarily so I'll just like keep it vague um so I don't get in trouble but like (laughs) (laughs) um but it's very just like I kind of just go and I have a routine where I get there um do stuff for college and then I go on to pro and then we have our practice and walkthrough schedules and everything for the day and it's very to the T the same every week because it's like they're all about consistency so it's a very consistent schedule so I kind of know what I'm getting day in and day out Um, I kind of if I don't have much to do I'll just watch film or I'll just ask how I can help and there still hasn't been a time yet that I'm like hey do you need help and people have been like no I'm good like anytime I ask if they need help, someone always needs help with something. So I kind of get to see all different sides of the football aspect, which is really cool because I'm learning a ton, obviously having never played before, um, just learning and people are so willing to teach and help me learn and want me to learn and forgiving when I mess up because obviously I'm going to mess up. Um, So it's been a very good learning experience, but also just like, I just, yeah, learning experience. We'll just leave it at that. Amazing. So did you grow up a sports fan and talk about growing up in North Carolina? And I mean, we know that you went to the University of Miami. Were you a UM fan? Like, take us back. So I grew up obviously in Charlotte, um, grew up a Panthers fan. And I remember going to my first Panthers game. Well, when I remember actually going, I was probably like kindergarten-ish. Um, so, Cute. and before that, like my dad always makes fun of me because I used to go to games and my feet didn't even go off the end of the chair. Um, <laughs> so, and I thought because of the colors, I thought that the entire upper deck of seats was a swimming pool. So that <laughs> is, how, that. yeah. That would, that yeah. would be way more fun than just an upper deck. <laughs> I was like, dad, look, a swimming, like a swimming pool. Why didn't they bring my bathing suit? And he was like, dude, it's literally seats, but okay. Um, <laughs> so, so that means they're probably empty too, right? <laughs> no. Exactly. There was nobody there because we were also the first people in there. Um, And so I grew up a Panthers fan and I grew up a Michigan fan because my dad was a Michigan fan. Um, And then just being in North Carolina, I kind of had to pick between UNC or Duke or NC State, but not really NC State. No, 
hate to them or anything. It just was <laughs> never, it's not really, it's like the little brother, I feel like. Um, and I picked you UNC. You get it if you I, get it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I picked UNC because I like the color blue. I, I was going to say, I always <laughs> like the, the Panthers and UNC have like two of the best colors. In the Seattle. Carolina blue. Yeah. Literally yeah. everything's blue. Um, wasn't much of a Bobcats fan because the Hornets were the Bobcats when I was growing up and then switched <laughs> to the Hornets. Um, so wasn't a UM fan until I got there. But looking back, also, my first UNC game was a UNC Miami game when my babysitter went to UNC. So, Oh, my gosh. Yeah. How special is that? I know. Wow. I know. I love that. To be. I love that. So I have a question just kind of about the energy. Is your office in Arrowhead? So we have a practice facility that's like you can see Arrowhead. It's literally right there. Um, wow. So there's some offices that are in there, like ticket offices and like stadium operations are over there, but we have a practice facility. So most of the offices are in here. So like our practice fields and our indoor um, and everything is over on this side, but it's like, so I can walk there in 10 minutes. So just wow. being in that environment, I, Charlotte and I are big fans of quarterback. We, I'm, I'm all in Patrick Mahomes. I'm you, you, he's one of those guys. I grew up hating Tom Brady because I'm a Steelers fan and they always knocked us Fair. off of the playoffs uh, in the Fair. AFC growing up. So I grew up like absolutely hating Tom Brady. As soon as he went to Tampa, I saw this whole other side of him. I big Tom Brady girl. Now I saw him speak. I think he's the most genuine down to earth, talented, successful person. I I'm a fan now. I've admitted that, but Patrick Mahomes is one of those guys that is just so hard to hate. Like, even if you want to hate him, I don't think you can because he just seems so cool and so down to earth. And I feel like, the Chiefs as a whole under Andy Reid and under the Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey era, it just seems like they have this winning mentality and just confidence. And And I, I would have to imagine that that would trickle down to leadership and through the rest of the building. So I'm just curious what it's like being around that much success and that energy. Yeah. Um, it's definitely like you don't really get that. I don't really know anything different. So I kind of had an expectation when I came in here that I was going to be like super uptight and super just like like I was like okay I'm just going to keep my head down like I'm not going to talk to anybody no one's going to look at me I'm not going to look at them like I'm just gonna like that's just kind of how I went into it thinking of like okay it's the NFL football like no messing around but you get here and it's like it's a fun environment people want to be here they're excited to be here and they value winning and they value success as much as they value like being yourself so it's a very uh, success-driven and win-driven environment, but also a very relaxed and comfortable environment. Um, so you have the serious, but you also have like the fun side of it. Um, and I mean, I don't really have much interaction with like players. Like I see them obviously, um, and I'm around them a lot, but like I don't really sit around and talk, especially not like Pat and all of them. <laughs> um, like, shoot, but yeah that it's just like a very cool environment to be in and it's definitely an environment that is encouraging um being young and being at the bottom 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 of the totem pole so like i kind of went in and was like eh, i'm not even gonna have the time of day it's fine i'm just gonna sit back and observe and people like will pull you into things and be like hey ellie like look at this like and teach me things just for me just standing there so it's a very encouraging environment and obviously everyone wants to win but it's i think that's kind of what makes this so special too. Wow. So it must have been a comforting 
feeling going into that and, and finding out all those things of how encouraging it is to be there? Because, I mean, you went from Charlotte, North Carolina to Miami, Florida to the Midwest. So what was that like when you touched down in Missouri and you're, it, I mean, you're out of school, like you're a baby, you're there on your own for your, for the first time. What was that like? And it seems like you were welcomed with open arms there, but what, what's it like moving to the Midwest? Um, different. I drove with my mom and we drove through Nashville and after Nashville, it was nothing. I was like, okay, where, where are we? No water. Um, like, that's the one thing that I miss about being in the Midwest is I'm landlocked. Like there's a lake that's like two hours, three hours away. But even that I'm like, it's not like real water. Um, <laughs> it's a lake. So, it's a lake. <laughs> so I definitely miss the water, but there's a Midwest also mentality here where everyone is so nice. And I'm used to, my mom's from New York. My dad's from Michigan, but I didn't go there as much as I went to New York and North Carolina. You have like the Southern hospitality, but like I'm used to people just like driving by honking, whatever. Here, no one uses a horn. No one uses a blinker. No one knows how to drive. I'm like, okay, guys, <laughs> like, like let's have a little bit of energy. They're like, oh no, you go, you go. I'm like, okay. So everyone here is really nice. Um, you'll walk by like on a game day too, and people just invite you in for a tailgate. They're like, "Oh, you want food? You want barbecue?" And I'm like, "No, I'm going to work, but thanks." <laughs> like, <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I... So people out here, are, like, so friendly. Everyone comes to games. People be waiting out here at like two in the morning for a wow. prime time game at night. So that's like the biggest difference. Is I feel like especially going from Miami, where people would show up really late to things and wouldn't get there till like halfway through the first quarter to now they're here before I get to work. So very wow. different, but. Wow. That's awesome though. I feel like that's what you'd expect, especially when, when they're having so much success. I, it's good to have fans. I think it's important in cities like Kansas city, Buffalo. I mean, I always tell Charlotte how good the fans are in Pittsburgh, but obviously I'm biased, <laughs> but I, I totally get that down here. Cause I'm still in Miami and I always tell Charlotte, I'm like, it's so weird. Cause the Dolphins are good, but even when they're good, it's like there's so much other stuff to do down here. But in yeah. cities like that, that is everything. People, no matter who they are, every family has the Chiefs game tuned in, I'm imagining, if they're not physically at Arrowhead. Yes, literally everybody. And I'll walk around because I don't travel for away games and people will be walking around and stuff. And I'm like, why is everyone in Chiefs gear? And I'm like, oh, right. OK, I forget that. Because I, I wear Chiefs gear every day that if I have an off day, I'm like, I'm not wearing it. I'm not wearing it. I'm going to wear normal clothes today. And <laughs> so, so yeah, so but everybody has it on. They're talking about it. Pictures everywhere. I'm like, okay. All right. So <laughs> I have another question about kind of your role and just the other people that you work with. I, I know that the Chiefs have some women on the sidelines. We've highlighted Julie Freimeyer was the trainer that Patrick Mahomes credited her last year during that ankle injury with helping him get back on his feet as quickly as he did. And so she's one that I know of, but I'm sure that there's other women behind the scenes that we don't see. So I'm just curious what it's like um, being a woman in sports, working with other women for an NFL team and what that representation means to you. Yeah. Um, So the majority of them are definitely like, Julie's great. I love her. Um, And then you have Tiff, who's also in, uh, athletic training um, and you have Kelly and Bryn they're also in athletic training and then on the player personnel side it's Madison Aponte and then myself so 
we're the only two that are on the that stay on the second floor of the building um but it's was really nice to have another woman being in here with me too because I kind of she had been here a year and I was like okay I'll kind of just like do what she does because I don't want to step on anybody's toes like I don't want to get in the way um but I kind of look at it as like also a unique experience um, and as a big opportunity to, for not only like myself, but for people down the line to be able to prove myself and also show that like, yeah, you can do it. Like I never played, like I never worked at football when I was at Miami. Like I didn't work in football until I got here. So it's a different trajectory, I think. And it kind of goes to show like not everyone has a specific path. There's no like blueprint of how things are going to happen or what the right thing is to do so just kind of like following that path but then once you get here I kind of it's like you have an opportunity and you have a choice um and once you have the opportunity it's your choice of what you do with it so I kind of just capitalize on everything but also understanding like I don't have to be perfect um it's okay to mess up because at the end of the day like that's how you're gonna learn but also not being able, like making that mistake twice so if I'm gonna mess up just really being like okay like why did I mess up and how can I fix it um so it's a really good opportunity. Like I'm capitalizing on every second of it and just not taking it for granted because it's a special spot to be in. Um, and a lot of people want to be in this spot, but I'm more so doing it for the people that come behind me to be able to be like, hey, like we can do it. And they know that, but just being able to show like, oh, okay, like we have really strong women in here, like bring more in because it's going to make us better. Um, and at the end of the day, like I'm just another person that works just as hard as everybody else out there. So we're all one team and it doesn't matter if I'm male or female or whatever, like it doesn't matter. So I kind of just like that as like another job and just an experience to capitalize on it and progress for me and everybody that comes behind me as well. That was so well said. And I got yes. the chills. I know, also, me too. I, I love that, that you said that at the end, you're just another person working there doing the best you can. It's going to be an amazing day when a woman working for an NFL team isn't news and noteworthy because it's just normal. And I, I, it, the representation is so important. Like you mentioned, my nieces will watch these Super Bowl commercials with the little girls watching the games and it's normal for them now. So we're getting there and it must be so exciting for you to be a part of, of that inaugural, you know, team of women starting out in the industry when there really aren't that many um, in this, in these NFL roles and, I'm sure that's very exciting. Yeah. And I honestly, like, I forget that I'm, like, there's times that you look around, you're the only girl, but, like, I grew up with four younger brothers, so it's super normal to me. Um, like, I don't even, like, think twice about it. I'm just like, oh, okay, cool. Like, I'm here doing my job. Um, and I don't look at it as a disadvantage. Like, it, I don't even, like, do it for, okay, I'm one of the first or I'm, I'm just here. I'm like, oh, I'm just, I just love football and I want to do a good job at it. I want to work hard on it and I want to get better. So, that's just kind of my mentality, recognition, no recognition. Like I'd honestly rather get no recognition because I don't want the, <laughs> the extra pressure of being like, oh, but um, yeah, I just that's do why, it because I love it. That's why you're going to be so successful in this, in your career, because that's your mentality about it. And I'm curious, Ellie, what do you think now? Of course, you didn't expect to be in this, on this <laughs> path when you were in college. When you, I was tossing it to you, remember on sports desk, I went back and watched some old episodes. I have to find it. I, I'm going to look for it on my phone. I'm going to send you videos and maybe we'll post some. I'm on the desk. All right, let's pass it to Ellie Perigo, who has more on the, whatever the story was. And now you're working in a completely different role. So what do you, what do you think, um, 
for your for for your future like what is your goal what do you want now that you're in this role and you've done that on UMTV and all these things what do you what's what's your goal for your future right now still figuring it out um obviously <laughs> I've had a roller coaster of I'm like oh yeah I want to be a sideline reporter went on to like four different things I was like events no <laughs> like I've checked so many things off the list I'm like all right there's literally <laughs> nothing left like pick come on girl pick um but right now I'm kind of like learning both the personnel side and the coaching side just kind of get a feel for both um trying to see like where my niche is but it'll definitely be in one of those two whether it's a gm or starting in coaching like i would be happy with either um it's really just going to come down to where the opportunity is first and kind of where i get the chance and where the path leads next but anything football really on whether it's coaching personnel whatever to keep my foot here so that's the goal and then down the line either a GM eventually um or yeah a coach one of the two those are really the only paths we're working with right now you're gonna be the head coach of an NFL team one day and yes <laughs> oh my gosh Ellie I think I speak for both Charlotte and myself when I say we are so excited to continue watching your journey and see you continue to succeed because like I've just have been living vicariously through your social media for the past two years and that's exciting enough but now getting to actually talk to you in depth and hear your mentality your hardworking attitude your dedication and just the grind but also just your passion for what you're doing is so refreshing and you're so young you're like oh I don't know what I want to do you're I think what you're 23 you're How, like you're, you you're you might not are you even 23 you're like, you're 24 okay but still still like you have so much time and you've already done so much for someone of of your age and, and you just have a great head on your shoulders and I mean you don't need to hear this from me but I just think I, I'm so inspired <laughs> I hearing I I'm I so inspired you. hearing you talk I for real am it's it's crazy where you're at right now. And hey, maybe we'll see. I mean, maybe the Chiefs will be in the AFC Championship again at Arrowhead. And you know who is covering that? CBS. So if I'm there, I'll text you and I will see you there. And I'll just so have FOMO. <laughs> hey, come on down. Can't I'm actually down. dying to go to a Chiefs game at some point, but I want to do it at Arrowhead. Because I think there's a couple of stadiums. I mentioned Buffalo. I think that's another one. You just have to check the box. You have to go there and see a game in Buffalo. My best friend's boyfriend is in residency for dentistry in Buffalo. And I told him, I was like, you need to integrate yourself into Bill's Mafia. He's a Browns fan. I'm like, I'm like, forget about oh, yeah. it. I'm like, you're Sorry, wearing Bill's like, gear. Bill <laughs> yeah, no, I'm like, you're wearing Bill's gear. I'm, I don't care if they're playing the Browns. You have to dress for the Bills. You have to go to a proper tailgate. You have to get the full Bill's Mafia experience. I feel like Kansas City is that becoming that way too. You kind of have to go and get the full true get experience. Get some barbecue. How's the barbecue? Of rooting for that team. I hear you that's a thing. To. Get you the barbecue. And what people don't realize is a lot of our staff is from Philly, so they're integrating like Ooh. chicken and Pete's, I think is what it's called. Oh, they really? have that in the stadium. Okay, yeah, okay. Like so even like some Northeasterns, come on down. Okay, I all right. Go there. Listen, all right. if there, if I'm hoping to see you at the AFC Championship game. You, Me too. Me too. You <laughs> mentioned Philly. We got to bring it up. Now we can have a little bit of fun at the end of this conversation. You know so, where this is Philly, going. Philly, I'm from PA. Fellow Pennsylvania girl, Taylor Swift making headlines. It's all anyone can talk about. The NFL is really capitalizing on this, this 
relationship that we're seeing. Uh, she she made an appearance at Arrowhead. What has there been chatter? Was it weird when you in the stadium and you're like, wait, Taylor Swift is here? What was that like? Um, yeah, I had no idea. Um, <laughs> and you're like, uh, oh my god, oh my god. Well, are I'm you a Swifty? Saying- no, sorry. Oh, okay. I'm not. It's okay. Charlotte's like, not. But she was. But she was my first concert. So like, <gasps> we have that. Oh, but that's special. I went to Fearless with my mom when I was like ten. Yeah, so special. So Full circle. Now she's coming literally. to your job. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm like, hey, girl, welcome. Um, but yeah, no, I we were on. We came had just gone up to the press box to watch the game. We're sitting down, and they had like the whole drop the banner with the new like Super Bowl champion logo or. They had, yeah, I think they added a logo to it. So they had just dropped that. And then they showed her. And in the press box, there was like our, like, uh, in house broadcast and then the national broadcast. And I was just like looking at the field. And the person next to me was like, oh my God, Taylor Swift. And I just kind of looked up and she's, and it's like them showing her on the screen. I was like, oh, she's here. I didn't know that. <laughs> and then my phone blew up. I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh. Like, everyone was like, oh my God, is she there? Is she there? And I'm like, I, I didn't know it just so much as you do. Like, I had no idea she was here. Um, <laughs> like, I found out with everybody else. So, and that's really all I heard about it. Like, no one was talking about it up there. Um, and then when we came back, it obviously was all over everything, like social media. And it's just, it's still so crazy. Thankfully, I don't have to deal with any of that, but I know people in events, like where when the, where I used to work, or downstairs, um, they just, everyone was calling, like, oh, is Taylor Swift going to be there? Like, <gasps> oh my god! It's just, like, oh everyone's gosh. obsessed with it. My uncle texted me and was like, hey, can you have, get a Travis Kelsey jersey for your cousin? And I'm like, what? Like, why? Like, you're a Bears fan, and we're playing them on Sunday. Why do you want Why? <laughs> so, it's just, like, everybody's talking about it but kind of in here we're just like you wouldn't even know like i have i don't know any inside information i don't have no one talks about it i'm like i know so boring so boring no but that's (laughs) it's it's incredible what she has done for this sport i think the stat was that female viewership went up 68 percent just because taylor swift was at arrowhead one time yeah i i I mean, that's I don't great. even know what to say. Sure. I don't even know what to say about that. I'm like, I'm like, I don't know if that's the reason that I would w- want to watch a sport because obviously she's not playing. Right. Yeah. Like, you saw her on the screen for 0.5 seconds. Exactly. What makes people you, are what into you it through an entire game? It. You're like, okay, four hours to see someone for 0.5 seconds. Like, look it up on YouTube. Exactly. <laughs> like, great for the sport. Awesome. Yeah, that's I awesome. love that people are getting more involved in it. I think I'm one of those. I'm a that small cross section that was already a fan of both and it's it's for me it's super weird because my algorithm on instagram twitter everything was already like nfl and also taylor swift (laughs) and now my boyfriend's is just the same it's taylor swift taylor swift he's going through tiktok he's like what the heck i feel like i have your algorithm it's all taylor swift because that's all it is right now but i think it's awesome for the sport to just get that exposure to more young women and and more fans in general i think it's so fun i definitely can see i think travis kelsey came out this week and said that they're overdoing it a bit with the coverage and i definitely have heard um have heard that argument it was the the new york jets broadcast the sunday night football they did a definitely a lot of pushes to it there was some advertisements they played her songs it was very very uh swift centric but yes uh yes 
overall, I, I don't think it hurts having more more eyes and and more interest. Oh, not at all. I love it. I'm glad more people are watching. And there, it was funny because I saw something on social media afterwards, and it was basically like dumbing down and explaining the rules of football. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'm saving this. Like, I need to be able to explain. Like, this is a good way to teach because I think I if someone were to turn to me and be like, hey, can you explain this? I'd be like, I don't even know where to start. Like, what yeah, part I do you mean, want me to like? Yes. Well, even 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 uh Travis and Jason on their podcast, the New Heights show, they did. Like a, it was called No Dumb Questions or something, and it was for the Swifties, and they were asking like, "What's a down?" <laughs> and like different questions like that. And Jason was and doing Jason a really was good like, job. Didn't he say, <laughs> "I don't even know how to explain a down." Yeah, <laughs> Jason try. was doing. He was doing a really good job though with it. Definitely, you can tell that he's a dad. I feel like he. Oh, I just spilled seltzer on my laptop. Give me two seconds. Oh, Let's just. <laughs> you're fine. The bloopers. Bloopers! <laughs> Jeez. You felt so excited about new heights. Oh my god. Okay, I can cut this out. Also, it's Ellie, not even know. alcoholic seltzer. It's just regular oh, it's LaCroix. So boring. I on. know, but why am I spilling it? Because you're so excited about Taylor Swift. Yeah, I it was actually Jason Kelsey. Yeah. I mean I get excited about Jason Kelsey. And I'm a Giants fan. Oh. I mean, how can you not like good dad like we watched his documentary um or i think is it called a documentary i don't know i think called. so series. yeah 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 th- that were and it was like going through like their whole like season last year and then at the super bowl obviously and i was like i don't know how like, he's such a good dad just from that like i obviously don't know anything else about him but just like <laughs> his daughter being like dad you didn't win and he's like no. oh that clip was like, so cute oh. uncle travi won i know he, so you didn't sweet. win i was like oh that would literally crush my soul like good for him so, at least I- but at least they could say his uncle won and it wasn't just like a random yeah. stranger yeah exactly yeah. ellie do you have time i'm curious do you have just time where you could just relax and just do hobbies or watch TV, like to hang during the season? Or is that more of an off-season thing when you get time for yourself? Um, well, it's funny because when I worked for the soccer team, I had so much free time because my position was new and I really didn't know what I'd like. It was just like a, it's a, the league's only like, th- or the team is only like two or three seasons old. So I was free from like one p.m. like the rest of the day and I remember being like oh my god I need a hobby like I do not have hobbies like what am I gonna do so when I got back into football I really don't have time for that um which is a blessing and a curse because I really need hobbies guys so if anyone has ideas like let me know (laughs) because I have I I know I I have no like I can't sit still for longer than like 0.3 seconds Same. like even now like i'm like fidgeting in my chair like good thing this thing's on wheels because <laughs> like, i can move around baking also painting i love painting yes oh yeah i could do that yeah, yeah. i need to like, start or like yeah. coloring book maybe i'll just get a coloring yeah book. i get a coloring I'll do that on my idea. desk um but yeah during the season like i didn't realize how long the hours were necessarily and me just like wanting to help everything I'm like okay I don't have time in the day to do it from like nine to five um and I get here really early because I put all of our like college film into like the database I just resolve all of it so I want to make sure that I have it before the area scouts get on the road and I don't even know what time they go I don't know if they go in the morning or whatever but I'm like I can't have it where they don't have film to watch so I'm like cranking it out at like 6 a.m just trying to get it done 
Um, wow. And then I'll be here, like, I mean, obviously, I'm still here, and it's 6-12. So, wow. like, I'll just kind of work until I feel like I can go home. Um, and then, obviously, there's days that if I can get out, I'm like, okay, I'll leave. Um, but, yeah, I really don't have time for much other than work. And I literally go wake up, go to work. So we'll talk about hobbies in February is (laughs) what I'm getting. No, wait. We still have the draft and we have the combine. Okay, so May. June. Okay, so (laughs) we're going to talk hobbies. I feel that. I feel that. Working in in television, it's the same thing. Although I I have to have something else. That's why. You know what I mean? Oh, I feel like I'm – or clean. I'm gonna get burnout. I'm gonna get there's no doubt about it. I'm gonna have to find something that I'm like, okay, I need I've been going to the gym or like going on a walk. Yes, like I love being outside. But like I for the first month of like just trying to figure out what my new routine was, like I was just sitting at my desk. Practice feels like recess. I'm like, yeah, okay, I get to go outside. Like <laughs> practice is like recess. Literally, That's I'm like, funny. oh, this is so fun. And I'm like, oh, can I run around? Like, what can I do? Um and then like last week I was like all right we need to cut this out like I need to go on a walk I need to go to the gym like I need to do something so when I have free time like if people are still in the gym I'm like all right I'll go walk and I'll just like do laps around the stadium oh that's nice that's (laughs) a nice setting yeah not a bad day at the office so I think we have to have you back on at the end of the season and see if your superstition worked and if, (laughs) if it's the calendar that it is the reason behind that Super Bowl win Yes, my laminated piece of paper. <laughs> yes, and I hope to see you in Vegas. I mean, that would be amazing this season. If that happens, I will hit you up. And that yes, fingers yes. crossed. Oh, yeah, we'll see. I already that's, have FOMO. I that's know. The hope. Well, it's gonna. Well, let's <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. So, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Yes, thank and you. We've been dying to have you on, and we know we've been so excited so about busy. it. So. Yes, thank you so much for making the time. Go have dinner, go home, and go relax because you you so deserve it. Thank you. It was so good talking to you guys and catching up. Um, yeah, thanks for having me on. Yeah.